welcome to First and Oz Financial Health. Uh, we want to share our passion and knowledge with you here to enhance your financial health. I'm your host, Ellie Delaney, welcoming you with us to episode five. I have Ryan Firstenau with me. He is the founder of Firstenau Financial here, and he will share some information about employer-sponsored retirement plans. Hey, Ellie. Hi, Ryan. So in our previous episodes, we discussed IRAs and Roth IRAs. Uh, today, I want to continue that and go forward with the discussion on another type of retirement account, which is the employer, excuse me, employer-sponsored retirement plan. To get started, Ryan, can you tell us just what is an employer-sponsored retirement account? Yeah, so this is something different than what uh, you know. We talked about IRAs, Roth IRAs, which are uh, accounts that you can invest in directly. Uh, and we talked about that the last time, uh, but employer-sponsored retirement account is something that the employer sets up for you to help you plan and save for retirement. And so there are quite a few different uh, types of those. There are 401ks, there are simple IRAs, there are 403bs, and I know we're going to talk about some of the details there, but, but really that, that employer-sponsored account uh, is at your place of work, and the employer has basically decided, hey, we want to help our employees uh, invest and save some money so they have you know, some, something for their retirement. And so the, mm-hmm. the employer sets that up and they allow some sort of a contribution into the account by the employee. They might also make some sort of a company contribution into the retirement account. It might be a matching, it might be a profit sharing. I know we're going to talk about those details as well. And, and then that account provides some sort of a tax advantage, kind of like our IRAs and our Roth IRAs. And so uh, for the employee, it may provide a, a pre-tax contribution and save them some taxes on their paycheck. Uh, it may provide like a Roth contribution where it doesn't save them taxes now, but allows them to invest tax-free for later. Okay. And uh, so those are... So, so the really the big benefits or really, you know, I mean, the, the neat thing is, is it's a way that you can save and your employer helps you do it as well. And there's kind of different levels of how they help you depending on what their goals are and providing that, that benefit for you. So it's very beneficial to find a company to work for that, that offers this, correct? Oh yeah, definitely. Because, because a lot of them, so, so for one thing, by having that employer sponsored retirement plan, it's kind of, uh, in essence, almost forcing you into a mm-hmm. retirement savings mode, right? They're making mm-hmm. it very easy for you to take some of your paycheck and put it away. So it kind of becomes automatic and you don't think about it. And all of you a sudden- You don't even see it. Yeah, you don't even see it. <laughs> yeah. So it started growing for you. Uh, you know, they don't force you into it. You have the option, but you know, that's one of the big benefits. The other big benefit is most companies do provide some sort of a a company contribution, either that matching or profit sharing where they're putting in some money to go along with yours. So it can grow even faster than yours alone because they're they're adding to it as well. Okay, so just to kind of go from that, what does it mean to have your company match you? What do you, what do you mean by that? So a matching is, uh, uh, so there's kind of two things there. So the so if you are going to put money into the retirement account, you could, you could, for example, say, guess what? I want to put in $100 a month or $100 a paycheck into the retirement mm-hmm. account. 
Now, normally retirement accounts work on a percentage of your paycheck. So maybe that's not a good example. Maybe they're letting you decide, I'm going to put 5% of my paycheck into the retirement account. Okay. All right. So let's say I earned $100. I decided to put $5, 5% in. Well, that's $5. Well, matching means that the company is going to match some of your contribution. And so in this example, maybe the company says, hey, we're going to match up to 5% of your paycheck. All right, well, if you're putting in 5%, they're also putting in 5%. So instead of you just investing five, you're actually getting 10% into your okay. retirement account. So they're putting some money alongside yours. And the matching can vary. Uh, so the matching, you know, you it might only match you uh, dollar for dollar on the first two or three percent. And then it may match you 50 cents on the dollars for, for the next two or three percent. So mm-hmm. there can be some variations there. So okay. it, let's take an example, which is pretty typical, is the company will match the first three percent dollar for dollar and the next two percent 50 cents on the dollar. So basically, if you put in five percent, uh, they'll match that, but they'll match three percent plus another half percent uh, for Up each. Yeah, so they'll get, actually yeah. put in four total for the company and five for you. And that's a pretty typical one that you'll see out there. And it'll vary. Some companies will match higher. Some companies will match lower. Okay. So some other terms um, that kind of revolve around these type of plans, uh, profit sharing. What does that mean? So profit sharing uh, is another kind of, it's, it's not really a matching. It doesn't have to be a matching scenario. Basically, the company has said, hey, guess what? independent of what you have contributed into your retirement account, we're going to make a contribution. Maybe we've had a really good year and there we have some extra cash. We want to give all the employees 4% into their retirement account. So they'll make that contribution at, uh, for, for you independent on if you have contributed to the account or not. Okay. So usually profit sharing doesn't isn't determined upon the employee putting any of their money into the account. Okay. But it does usually depend on, you know, if you've been there all year. Sometimes the profit sharing, you have to be an employee at the end of the year in order to get that contribution, which they usually do after the first of the year, maybe January, February. Mm -hmm. So maybe you quit in July, well, you kind of lose out on that profit sharing option. Uh, So it's important to, you know, continue to work for the company if they have a potential profit sharing to, to get that benefit. So I've heard before, you know, you may not be 100% vested into the company yet and, and you can lose some of that. What does that, what's that look like or mean? So the vesting is really talking about the employer money that they put in. Okay. Okay. So the money you, you put in is always your money. Okay. So if I put in my $100 or I put in my 5%, whatever that is, and it's grown to $1,000 based on what I put in and I leave the company... All that $1,000 is mine, right? Mm -hmm. I get to keep that. But if the company has put in another $1,000, either in the form of a matching or a profit sharing, they could have a vesting schedule on that. And basically what they're saying is if you've worked for us for uh, a number of years, we're going to let you keep more or less of that depending on how long you've worked for us. And basically it's it's an incentive for the employee to stay with the company. Mm And usually it's it's usually any it's usually about a five year vesting is kind of a typical. Sometimes it's four or six, but maybe if you've been there one year and you were to leave, 
you would only get to keep 25% of the company's contribution when you leave, not all of it. Okay. And maybe if you've worked all the way to four years, maybe that vesting goes up by 25% each year. So after four years, you're 100% vested. So if you were to leave the company, well, you'd get to take all of the company's contributions in your 401k with you. Uh, okay. So you always get to keep all of yours, but a vesting schedule might determine how much of the company contribution you actually get to keep, depending on how long you've worked for them. Okay, that makes sense. Um, well, how about a pension plan? Uh, pension plans are, are really complicated. They are they don't exist uh, very much anymore. Uh, they are a lot of them are stopping contributions and going away, okay. but a pension plan uh, is different than uh, an, a, a defined contribution plan, which is really what we've been talking about. And defined contribution, basically saying, hey, I'm defining the plan by the contributions into it, either the employee or the employer. Okay. A pension plan is what they call a defined benefit plan. So you are getting some defined benefit at a retirement age. And so the way a pension plan works is it's usually, in fact, it's always employer money that goes in and that employee is getting, gets, going to be entitled to some benefit when they reach generally retirement age. Could be age 62, 65, depending on how they define it. And basically the company is building this pot of, 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 of money, of investments, and the employees uh, are going to get a benefit out of that based on how long they've worked for the company and typically based on the salary that they've earned in the company. Mm -hmm. And the way it would work is, is you may have a pension that says, hey, guess what? You're going to get $500 a month pension every year for the rest of your life once you reach age 65. And it's different than a 401k or a, a simple IRA or a defined contribution plan where you're putting in money to invest it and um, you'll get to draw that out at some point in the future, but it's not defined how much you get to draw out because that's dependent upon how much you have in your account at that time. Right. So pensions uh, are still, they still exist. They're not as common as they used to be. Uh, they are a really good benefit because that's a defined income you will get in the future uh, depending on how the calculations work out okay interesting okay well next question I wanted to ask was about a, a pre-tax contribution yeah and we kind of talked I talked about that a little bit so yeah so your contributions into the plan uh, can be uh, before taxes mm -hmm. or they could be after taxes so pre-tax would be hey guess what I earned a hundred dollars this paycheck I'm going to put $5 into the retirement plan as pre-tax. So in essence, I'm not going to be taxed on all $100 on my paycheck anymore. I'm only going to be taxed on $95 for federal and state income tax. And so it saves you some tax on the front end because your, your $5 went in pre-tax. Now that $5 is invested and it grows. And eventually when you withdraw money from that uh, account um, in retirement, you're going to pay taxes on the other end, right? Okay. So you can't get out of taxes, but you get to defer. <laughs> yeah, you, it'd be nice if we could, but you get to defer them for uh, you know until you withdraw mm -hmm. it. Now the Roth contribution is the opposite of that. Right. So I earned a hundred dollars. I put in five dollars into the retirement account. I don't get that deduction or anything now. So I'm still paying taxes on the full one hundred, 
but my $5 grows tax-free as long as I withdraw it after I'm retirement age, 59 and a half, I can take that growth out tax-free on the other end. Okay. So the pre-tax has a tax advantage in the beginning. Uh, the Roth has the tax advantage on the end. All right. Okay, well, that was helpful um, in understanding some of those. So can I start asking you... Um, about some different types of accounts that employers can offer sure such as like a 401k i know those are are pretty common yeah so 401k probably most common everybody has probably heard that term mm -hmm. uh, so a 401k is it's generally for larger companies although small companies uh, as small as one person can have a 401k but a 401k provides kind of all the bells and whistles of a retirement uh, plan for the employer they have a lot of different options in there that they can choose from. And, and some of the key points I think we'll touch on is there are some limits on how much the employee can put in. Uh, there's some limits on how much the employer can put in. And so, so 401ks, uh, as an employee, you can actually, as of this year, contribute up to $19,500 out of your paycheck into the plan Okay. if you're under age 50. Now, if you're over age 50, they give you an extra 6,000 in what they call a catch-up contribution. So you could actually defer 25,500 into the plan if you were an employee over age 50. Okay. okay? So no matter what the employer is doing, you could make those deferrals. Uh, then the employer on a 401k plan, they have the option to contribute as well. And so they could do that in the form of the matching contribution that we talked about. They could do a, a profit sharing contribution like we talked about. And then they have some limits as well. And so they can't, so they can actually put quite a bid in for the employee, but you can't go over $57,000 total contributions to the plan. Okay. Uh, if you're under 50, if you're over 50, you actually could get that extra 6,000, which takes you up to 63. So 401k, uh, and then the 401k gives a lot of those vesting options that we kind of talked about talked about mm -hmm. that the employer could choose to have some vesting in there uh, they could ex they could choose to exclude employees until they've worked and, and obtained you know one year of, of service with the company so right. maybe the 401k doesn't start for you right away right uh, it could but maybe it doesn't maybe they want to see some level of commitment there mm -hmm. before they say hey we're 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 el you're eligible for the plan now uh, and there are there are quite a few other details that they can change inside of there as far as employer. So if you, so if you are an employer looking to have a lot of flexibility, the four hundred one k is kind of the ultimate flexibility. But uh, from an employer standpoint, it is also a more expensive uh, plan to operate because there are costs to do that, and you have to follow rules and you have to have hire companies to help you follow the rules. And uh, so there, there are some certain additional costs from the employer side. Uh, not cost prohibitive, but just things to consider. Okay. Is there any more benefits or pitfalls, pitfalls do you want to talk about with 401ks before we move on? Uh, I think that, I mean, I think taxes. Taxes, you know, so the tax is the same. So the same, you okay. know, if it's pre-tax contribution, yep. if it's a Roth contribution, uh, the employer contribution, and I don't think we talked about this, is always a pre-tax contribution. Always. Always. Okay. And so the employer is getting a tax deduction when they contribute. And okay. then when you withdraw it, it's a taxable contribution okay. on the other end. Because you never paid taxes on it, right? Went into mm -hmm. your account. You never paid taxes. You'll pay taxes we'll see on it later. Other than, yep. 
Okay, well, let's move on to 403B. What exactly is going on with that? So 403B is really similar to 401K, but it's really set up, it's for nonprofit organizations, it's for public schools, hospitals, churches, uh, the, the 501C3 companies, nonprofit. Uh, that's really what a 403B is for. Uh, not saying that those uh, places couldn't have a 401K, but typically it's under the 403B. Uh, and they can have the same flexibility that you have in a 401k. And so that's really the main difference. A lot of the, the matching is similar. The profit sharing could be similar. Now, if it's a nonprofit, then maybe there's not a profit sharing contri contribution as well. But uh, basically, very similar 401k, but different types of, of businesses would be using that. Okay. And then there is a 457B. What is the difference there? Yeah, 457B. So we have all the fours, right? 401, yeah. <laughs> 403. That's kind of confusing. Yeah, 457. So 457B is really this the 401k for state and local governments. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's that's kind of the main difference there. And they can, again, have some of that same flexibility that you do in a 401k. Okay. So, so it really just depends on where you work on what the number might be associated with, with your plan in those scenarios. Okay. Okay, well, moving on to the next one, let's let's get into IRAs, like a simple IRA. Can you give me a good description and, and some benefits and pitfalls there, Ryan? Yeah, so we talked about IRAs last time yeah. where you can contribute to. And a simple IRA is is a retirement plan that the company can set up that is, they have to be under 100 employees. Oh. And it was designed to be just that. It was designed to be simple. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to have, it isn't going to have as many bells and whistles as the 401k. In fact, there are very few options you can choose from in a simple IRA, but it's very inexpensive to run. Okay. So for a small business of three or four, or even a business of 50, you can provide a retirement plan to your employees uh, that doesn't cost a lot, gives them some good options. Uh, the contributions are a little bit different though. So as an employee, you can only put 13500 in out of your paycheck. So you can't get as much in as you can in a 401k. Mm -hmm. uh, it does have a catch-up if you're over 50, and that's 16500 So it's a $3,000 catch-up there. Uh, so again, obviously not as much as a 401k. Mm -hmm. uh, the company contributions are a little different. So there, there are no profit-sharing options. The only option in there is a matching. And the matching you can vary, but it can only be between zero and three percent. Okay. So it can be zero, one, two, or three percent uh, matching in a simple IRA. And with a simple IRA, uh, they it can be varied, but it has to be at three percent, three out of five years. So the employer can't, you know, set it up and say, hey, "I'm just going to put in one percent for our employees." They're required to increase that at some point if they continue that plan. Okay. Uh, and basically, I guess the other option is that there are no Roth contributions in a simple IRA. Uh, and then maybe the most important for the simple IRA from the employee standpoint is there is no vesting schedule. You are always 100% vested in any of the employer's contributions. So if you put in $100 and they matched you $100 and you quit, every, all of that contribution is yours to take with you. Okay. Okay, well, the SEP IRA, what, what's the difference there between that and the simple? Yeah, so SEP IRA is, is all employer money. 
Okay. So a simple lets the employee put in and the employer matches, but a SEP IRA, the employee doesn't contribute. So it's kind of like a profit sharing scenario like in the 401k. So it's always an employer contribution into a SEP IRA for the employee. This is their version of a profit sharing. It's kind of their version, <laughs> yeah. but you can't, okay. you know, so you can't, the, the one challenge, and, and I'll talk about this maybe after this, but the, you can't have more than one plan. Uh, you can't have a SEP IRA and a simple IRA and a 401k. So an employer can only have one retirement plan in any given year. Okay. So you couldn't like use the simple IRA for your matching and then also have a SEP IRA for your profit sharing going on. Okay. So you have to choose. And and that SEP IRA, uh, the employer contribution going in there, you know, it's a profit sharing, but there are some limits. And so generally the limit is you, you can't contribute more than 25% of the employee's salary into there. And it gets a little more complicated if you're self-employed. It could lower that limit to maybe 20% of your mm-hmm. self-employment income. But there are there are different limits as far as the percentage. But again, those those maximums that I talked about uh, originally on that 401k, that 57,000 and that 63,000. If you were a highly compensated employee, those are the the ultimate maximums that you could put into a to a SEP IRA. Uh, it's a little different, but it's all always employer money going in. Okay. There. So you said that employers can only can only offer one of these, right? Is that Correct. what you said? Correct. So then, is there an option to to switch? I mean, if they only offer one, you can't really do any switching, right? You can switch, but it has to be on your calendar year or your your plan year or your fiscal year. It might be a little bit different, but yeah. So basically. If you elected January 1, you said, hey, we're going to offer a 401k, Okay. you can't halfway through the year say, we're switching to a simple IRA. Okay. That switch has to happen January 1 of the following year. Okay. And so, yeah, you can make changes because maybe your business changed. Maybe you started okay. out as a company with you know 80 employees, mm-hmm. okay? Well, once you get over 100, a simple IRA isn't an option anymore. You have to switch to a 401k. Right. Or a 403B or whatever it might be. So January 1 of the next year, let's say you're 120 employees, you'll have to make a transition there. Okay. Um, as far as who can invest in these types of accounts, is it is it really anybody that's employed there with the employer? Or, or are there limitations to that? Is there age? Yeah. So you, yeah, if, you're, if you're employed, you can generally participate, but... It may be limited on your age. Mm-hmm. Generally, eligibility starts at age 21 in a lot of these plans. Oh. Uh, generally, you know, you might have to have some hours of service. So, you know, kind of like I said, maybe you have to work for a year before uh-huh. you're eligible. Maybe you have to have a thousand hours of service before you're eligible. Uh, on a simple IRA, I think you can go up to two years of of, of service before you're eligible to be included. So. Uh, generally those are kind of the main things is how long you work there and, and what are, what is your age? And then you should be eligible to, to contribute if it's a deferral or be included in, in profit sharing options. And the best time to start, I know typically earliest is best. So is that the, is that the case here? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, so an employer retirement plan, it's free money. If they're matching you, if they're profit sharing, you know, it's free money, so you should start as soon Sooner as you the can. Better. You know, if I'm putting in 5% out of my paycheck, 
and the company's going to put in 5%, I'd be foolish because immediately you're, you're doubling your money just mm-hmm. by having them make a contribution uh, that matches yours. So, yeah. uh, and, and with any investing, the sooner you can invest, the longer amount of time that you can be invested, the more opportunity you have to grow that, that asset for when you're going to use it down yeah. the road. So when I die, nobody likes to talk about that, but, but when I die, what, what happens to this money? Uh, so on your on your account you'll have a beneficiary. Mm-hmm. So you'll you'll designate. Hey, if something happens to me, who does this account go to? Does it go to my wife? Does it go to my kids? Or does it go to my wife as the primary person? And then I could put my kids as a contingent beneficiary on there. Mm-hmm. So on all retirement accounts, they'll ask you to fill out a beneficiary form when you fill that out. And you will get to keep both your money and the money that the employer put in correct your, yeah so if family. i so if i so if if i was fully vested yep right i was fully vested and i died my wife would get what i put in plus what the company okay. put in so they they wouldn't you know my my beneficiary Take that away. yeah they wouldn't <laughs> okay. lose that and the and the uh, uh the beneficiary is very important because beneficiary on any retirement account I mean, that overrides your will. Mm-hmm. And so I always kind of tell the story of a gentleman I heard about. He, uh, he actually had a retirement account, uh, worked for a company, and uh, he got divorced and proceeded to retire, got remarried, and then died. Mm-hmm. Well, what he didn't do was he never went back to look at his beneficiaries on his 401k, and his ex-wife was on the 401k as beneficiary, not his new wife. Well, oh guess, <laughs> guess, guess who got the account? Right. His ex-wife got the account, not his new wife. So it's very important that you, A, get your beneficiary form mm-hmm. set up how you want them to start with. And then if you have life changes, new kids, divorce, something happens, you know, get, Update those. get those updated. Very important. Okay. So from an employer point of view, let's switch things around a little bit. What's the best plan for an employer to use? What should they look for? Yeah, so it, it really depends on what you're wanting to deliver. And so mm-hmm. it might depend on, on how big you are to start with, right? So if you're under 100, that simple is an option. If you're over 100, it isn't, right? Mm-hmm. But it also might depend on what, what are you wanting to provide? Are you wanting to match some of your employees? Or are you just wanting to make a contribution regardless of the employee putting in? Are you wanting to have those employees show some years of service before you're going to put some money along with them? And so it really depends on what the employer's looking to deliver in that benefit or what benefit they think their employees are going to need. And, and then you can really narrow down uh, which one is, is the best one for them. And so, you know, that's, that's a, a, a simple way of, of saying it, but, it's, you know, it's a more complex conversation when yeah. you actually have that. Okay. There's a lot about this. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff to think about. Uh, well, thank you for answering the questions that I have for you. Is there anything you'd like to add regarding employer-sponsored retirement plans, Ryan? Yeah, I think I think just kind of wrap up. You know, we touched on a lot of different things, like right. really quickly there, and it's a lot and, of information. <laughs> yeah, and, and there are a lot of details we kind of skimmed over. Yeah, and so they are complicated, way more complicated than just an IRA or a Roth IRA. Uh, and we didn't even talk about what types of investments might be available in, in these accounts. So, Inside of those. Yeah. So there are a lot of different uh, things going on with employer-sponsored retirement accounts. And so 
you know, if that's something where you're you're the employee or you're the employer, you know, come to us, visit with us. We can help answer all those questions yeah. because there are a lot of details there. So, but hopefully this kind of gives you a good overview. If you didn't really know what, you know, you know, hey, I'm in a 401k. I don't really know much about this. I hear these different terms. Maybe this will get you kind of, of started to understanding that a little bit better than you did before. Yeah, great. Well, with that, I just want to thank you all for listening with us this week on our episode of First and Us Financial Health number five already. I want to thank you, Ryan, for sharing your knowledge regarding these employer-sponsored retirement accounts, um, specifically 401ks, simple sub-IRAs, all of those terms we talked about today. We hope this knowledge makes it easier for you to understand accounts and, and what may work best for you and your family. If you want to talk financial health between episodes, please email us at firstenoffinancial at lpl.com. That's F-U-R-S-T-E-N-A-U-F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L at lpl.com. Or please give us a call at 402-887-4302. Feel free to visit our website at firstenoffinancial.com where you'll find more about our team, what we offer, news articles, and many resources please be sure to check us out on Facebook also. The opinions voiced in this show podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Thank you.